going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast, the podcast where we discuss issues that impact black and millennial communities over a good drink. Today, I'm drinking Georgia Moon Corn Whiskey. This is for everybody who says that I only drink very high-quality whiskeys or very nice wines. Today, I took it to a dollar, excuse me, a $6.95 bottle. So... We'll see how this hits on this this episode. I decided to name this episode Playing by the Rules because over the next however many minutes, I want to discuss the systems and rules that are put into place but are then shifted in order to benefit those in power, those who make the rules. So, we'll start real simply. Let's talk about basketball. The game of basketball, in my opinion, being an, a citizen of the United States of America, someone who grew up in not, not only the United States of America, but a black man in the South. I grew up watching basketball. You know, I have three ACC Division I NCAA schools within a 20-mile radius of the home I grew up in or the place I was born. And so basketball is all but a part of my DNA. So it's easy to start with that. But so is football. I grew up with a father who played football. I played football. My cousins played football. It was a normal thing. So I understand both sports extremely well. Football and basketball, two totally different sports. Within football, American football, for those international listeners I have, I actually have one, but <laughs> I got somebody overseas. I think he or she is in Palestine. Thank you very much for listening. But anyway, American football, you catch the ball, you hold the ball, you run with the ball, you do not dribble the ball. The ball does not touch the ground. If the ball touches the ground, it's a fumble. You could potentially lose the ball. So you don't dribble the football. The football is not made to be dribbled. It is an oblong-shaped object. Fact of matter, you don't dribble the football. In basketball, if you played with the same rules of football, if you played basketball with the same rules of football in a basketball setting, you would be traveling. So I cannot take a basketball, pick it up, run with it to the goal, shoot, score, and actually have those points counted for my team. It doesn't work like that. If I do that, the second I take my third step without shooting or dribbling, I will be called for traveling. We understand this. But in order to get children acclimated for playing real basketball, we modify rules. So, you know, when you're playing in the four-year-old or five-year-old league, the rules aren't the same if you travel no big deal, you travel all you want, you shoot, you score, it counts. That makes sense because you're learning the game. But once you've learned the game, that doesn't change. So we don't make those adjustments for those people who played elementary school basketball and then middle school basketball and then high school basketball and college basketball and then they're in the pros, and now, you know what? 
we're going to change this rule and you can go back to traveling because now it's just easier for you to do that and we're going to make this game as easy as possible for you. The people who make the rules don't do that because then the sport would not be competitive. It would just be a different form of, of rugby or football or however you want to, to look at it. And that's no fun. That's not fair. If, if I've developed these skills over all of these years and then all of a sudden the rules change on me. That's wild, right? Well, now let, let's take that understanding of it and switch the context. And let's talk politics. Let's talk gerrymandering. Let's talk about, and I don't, I'm not going to go into parties because I really don't believe that either party genuinely cares about black people or brown people or people who want to disrupt the system. So it's not about the parties. It's about the politics and it's about the structure of the political system. And it's about the fact that those in power will do what, what they need to do to keep power be it fair or not. So, gerrymandering. If you took, for me it was in ninth grade, ninth grade economics, legal, and political systems, it was called ELPS, ELPS, um, or any kind of governmental course over the, the span of your educational history, you understand that districts are drawn across the nation based on population, right? And based on that population, you figure out, okay, this district is a red district or this is a blue district or this might be a purple district because they have a red senator and a blue representative. That's the way these things work. But what happens when you say, well, let's see if I can move this line in a little bit and, oh, now this district that was a blue district is red because I know that these people live in this certain area. And so I'm going to draw a wild oblong shape, something that looks like a football. So this district looks like a football. Other district looks like a basketball. Then we have a district that looks like a square. And then we have a triangle. There's no consistency throughout, but we're going to draw it so that we can build and hold the power that we have. The rules change every so often, and they change to benefit those in power. And it doesn't matter which party it is, those in power change the rules to benefit them. People don't want to play by the rules. They want to change the rules so that they and theirs can win with ease. Yes, they've developed the skills to win. Yes, they have had a lead for X hundred years in the game of life or in the game of American society. But once they are there, they don't want to change that. They don't want to lose that lead. So what they will change is the rules so that they can maintain the lead and keep the status quo where it is. They think that the world is better in their control. And so once those who have been losing begin to move closer to gaining the upper hand, all of a sudden the rules need to change. All of a sudden the lines need to be redrawn. Very, very interesting, right? And I'll take it from the uh, gerrymandering perspective and I will pull up another one. So I was talking with 
my LB Dose the other day, and we were discussing um, the census, which it's 2020. It's a census year. Every 10 years, there's a census done. It determines not only how many people are in the nation, but it also determines how those areas of the nation where people live in will be funded. So it's, it's critical that you are counted. Please, please, please go to 2020census.gov and make sure that you are being counted in this. Um, complete the census. It doesn't take that long in five or ten minutes. I just did a program for the Playboy Positive chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated on the census this past Monday on Instagram Live. Make sure you're taking full advantage of the opportunity to be counted because America will withhold dollars from your community if they don't see that you've completed the census. But yeah, anyway, I was talking to Doze and I sent him a screenshot of the census website. And it was it was extremely interesting. So um, let me see screenshots. Where my census man? Screenshots. All right. So I also sent the same screenshot to Miles. All right. Well, how many Brittany Mallory's of mine? And I miss being in college with a lot of these people because we used to have discussions that would have changed the world. But once you graduate, things shift and such is life. Boom, I found it. So, sent those a text, and it was actually, I sent those a link, and underneath the link I said, white people are really concerned with not being the majority. Look at how white is defined now. Click the link. You have 2020 census questions, race. I'm going to read some of this verbatim. So, scroll down. White, and this is how they define white. The category white includes all individuals who identify with one or more nationalities or ethnic groups originating in Europe, the Middle East, or North Africa. Examples of these groups include but are not limited to German, Irish, English, Italian, Lebanese, Egyptian, Polish, French, Iranian, Slavic, Cajun, and Shalgin. So, very interesting, right? Because a couple things, a couple points. I've never in my life heard a white person call a Middle Eastern person white. I've never in my life heard a white person call an African person white. North African or anywhere else. But all of a sudden, because, well... White is going to be not in the majority. I don't know if it's going to be the minority or how that's going to work out soon. But in the next few years, there will not be a majority of white people. Hey, let's shift how it's counted. Let's not make these people white. Let's count them as white. But if I go to West Virginia, are they going to see this Egyptian brother as white? Or are they going to see him as African? And if they see him as African, they're probably going to call him a nigger. There's, there's a chance that there's somebody there who will call him that. So, why change things for, oh wait, because the, the statistics 
then allow you to say that white is still in the majority for X number of years. Now, let's go to black or African-American and define that. This category, black or African-American, includes all individuals who identify with one or more nationalities or ethnic groups originating in any of the black racial groups of Africa. Hmm. That's interesting because now there are white and black racial groups in Africa, but white is a social construct made up by who? White people. That's crazy. It's allowing people to be counted as the government wants them to count so that in the next 10 to 15 years, it looks like there is still an upper hand that white people have. But we'll go keep going into the, um, the definition. Examples of these groups include, but are not limited to, African-American, Jamaican, Haitian, Nigerian, Ethiopian, and Somali. The category also includes groups such as Ghanaian, South African, Barbadian, Kenyan, Liberian, and Bahamian. So, now it's not that black means someone who came from Africa or someone who is African American, because African American would include an Egyptian American, correct? Instead, it's, no, dark skin versus light skin. Colorism. If I am a black person who identifies because the color of my skin is closer to an Egyptian, hmm, maybe I'm white, right? Just something to something to think on. By the way, I can feel this uh this hundred proof corn whiskey sneaking up on me, especially talking about as heated of a topic as race in America. But I really do have an issue with them changing the goal line. You know, the, the end zone is not where it once was. The goal is not where it once was. At this point, when we get closer to equity, we are then pushed back to say, yeah, this person is African-American technically, but we don't want to count them in that way, so we're not going to count them in that way. And what are you going to do to stop us? What it's saying is, hey, Egyptian-American, we're going to welcome you into this fraternity of white supremacy. Forget the dark-skinned Africans. You're no longer African-American. Now you're North African-American, which makes you almost white. So since you're almost white, just come on, be counted with us. We can never, ever achieve equity or not, not even equality, but equity when white supremacy continues to invite African people into its arms. After this, they're going to say, hey, Ethiopian Americans, you're not African anymore. Now you're white. So... Why not come this way? Because your hair is a little bit straighter than those those folks on the West Coast. So be counted as white. And it's going to continue to happen so that the numbers can be manipulated. And so they can continue to say, you don't have enough people in this country in order to demand the respect that you deserve. 
it's sickening and I want the rules that we have fought for so long to change to at least move in our direction, but definitely don't move in the direction of those who have oppressed us. It's not right. I know it's not. You know what? I don't even care if it's fair, but we learned the game that you all wanted us to play and then you switched the rules up. That That's illogical. And at this point, it makes me really wonder why this nation has not been burned to the ground. Because once we gain our freedom and we gain equality, you put laws in place to keep us from voting. And then once we beat those laws, you put crack into the community. And then once we get to the point where now your population control or your your population dominance has fallen, you switch the rules and say these African Americans are no longer black. So at what point will you stop trying to maintain control and superiority? Or are you that insecure as a race and as a culture that you will not ever concede to saying, hey, maybe we are all equal. Or maybe in some ways the black man and the black woman are superior because they were the original creation of God. And I'm not here to, to tout superiority, but I am here to say this Western perspective and this white supremacy is undeserved, undue, and must be broken one way or another. So that's my time, y'all. I'm done for the day. I really hope you took something from this message. But check it out yourself. I didn't make this up. Go to 2020census.gov and you will see how race is defined in the United States of America. Or Google gerrymandering. Um, There's actually specifically a case that happened here in North Carolina where a Republican consultant um, or, you know, representative, not representative as far as political, but someone who worked for the GOP was um, found to have tampered with a ton of records, um, voting records. The the man died, and what ended up happening is his daughter decided she wanted to release the records, and she did because she had her father's computer in her possession, and she wanted to show what he had been involved in. There is so much corruption and people don't want to play fair. And it makes you wonder at what point do we determine this system is not working for for anyone or in anyone's best interest. So here we are. We're going to make sure that it falls. This is Daryl. This is my time. I'm out of here. I will see you all again next week. Same place, same time. Thank you all for subscribing, for liking, for rating, for reviewing. Um, I would love for the engagement to continue to go up. So please, after this episode, if you're on Apple Music or Apple Podcast, leave a review. And yeah, that's it. Catch you all next time.
Peace.